0: Now the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, while he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. When he lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing opposite him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, please do not pass your servant by. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree and I will bring a piece of bread that you may refresh yourselves. After that, you may go on, since you have visited your servant. And they said, So do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent of Sarah and said, Quickly, prepare three measures of fine flour, knead it, and make bread cakes. Abraham also ran to the herd and took a tender and choice calf and gave it to the servant, and he hurried to prepare it. He took curds and milk and the calf which he had prepared and placed it before them. And he was standing by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, There in the tent. He said, I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. Sarah was past childbearing. Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have become old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, however, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Then the men rose up from there and looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham was walking with them to send them off. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed? For I have chosen him, so that he may command his children and his household after him, to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham... What he has spoken about him. And the Lord said, The outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is indeed great, and their sin is exceedingly grave. I will go down now and see if they have done entirely according to its outcry, which has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom, while Abraham was still standing before the Lord. Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you indeed sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous and the wicked are treated alike. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth deal justly? So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare the whole place on their account. And Abraham replied, Now behold, I have ventured to speak to the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes. Suppose the 50 righteous are lacking five. Will you destroy the whole city because of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. He spoke to him yet again and said, Suppose 40 are found there. And he said, I will not do it on account of the 40. Then he said, Oh, may the Lord not be angry and I shall speak. Suppose 30 are found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, now behold, I have ventured to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 are found there. And he said, I will not destroy it on account of the 20. Then he said, oh, may the Lord not be angry, and I shall speak only this once. Suppose 10 are found there. And he said, I will not destroy it on account of the 10. As soon as he had finished speaking to Abraham, the Lord departed, and Abraham returned to his place. One thing to point out here is uh, there's a couple times in Scripture that there's hints around the um, activity that's going on as to the time of year. And this is pretty significant, but Abraham... He, uh, this is one theory in this time of the year. Abraham saw those three sitting across the way and the Lord was there and, and he ran and he put together a feast as fast as he could. And the whole, (laughs) the thing is, whenever he put together the bread, of course, that bread had no leavening. It takes time for the leavening. So she just took three measure of the fine flour. She kneaded it and made bread, cakes. The bread cakes are bread without leavening. And so uh, many really feel that this time is right at the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But then there are other people who say, but wait, they didn't establish that until Moses. And that's not true. Multiple times through scripture, you can see them referring to the unleavened bread before God called them to not add the leavening as they were leaving Exodus or they were leaving in the Exodus. And remember, the word was there, the law was already established before Moses wrote it down. So to say that, well, Moses hadn't written it yet. That's kind of a weak argument. But here's the big point with this. They said, this time next year, this time next year, she will indeed have a child. But when you really look at the translation, it's talking about next year in this season. And it's not talking about Um, you know, winter or spring or, or it's talking specifically about the season, that time of year, which is the feast of unleavened bread. So I really feel that this, uh, lines up perfectly with, uh, the fact that he was promised that he would have a child and Sarah had Isaac right at the feast of unleavened bread. But now moving to the rest, you can see where Abraham... I mean, God said he's, he's coming up against Sodom and Gomorrah because of their wickedness. And Abraham just starts to bargain with them. He starts to say, but wait a second, what if you find 50? What if there's just 45? I mean, he's just kind of just bargaining with them. Some people would find that to be a little disrespectful. However, that just shows that God is a, he's a just God. But he's also a merciful God. And Abraham said, wait a second. Look, now we know why Abraham is so concerned about it. Because he doesn't want Lot, who is in Sodom. He doesn't want him to be destroyed if God were to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So he's wondering, hey, wait a second. Can't we save my family first? But he's not referring to family. He's referring to righteousness. Righteous people. Are you willing? Are you going to destroy the multitude? Even if you find 50? And he says, no, I would spare them all if I could just find 50. But God gives us choice. Abraham was bargaining with God. You can see that. Uh, There's warning that we should not. Do that. We shouldn't really be bargaining with God, <clears throat> um, but we can boldly just say, "Wait, I know your character, God. I know your character, and I don't mean to be disrespectful. Humbly, can you spare? As I know, with your mercy, you would want to. Can you give me a way to save those people who need to be saved while the rest of them perish?" Now, think about what we're called to do as Christians. Everyone is destined to be, or destined to perish in hell. We have the opportunity to try to rescue as many as we can. I like to um, use the analogy of the boat going down. Like, imagine the Titanic, big boat. Just so many people on that big huge boat, and we know it's going down. We want God allows us to get as many people as we can into the lifeboats. And so that's what Jesus called us to do. He called us to disciple and to raise up believers, people who follow Him. Not follow me, not follow you, follow Him. We're to raise up. Disciples for Jesus Christ. And um, that, in essence, is helping to get more people into the boat. So, Father, just help us. Help us to be more effective. We don't need to bargain with you. We know that your desire is for everyone who can to be saved, but we also know that you have an end date. You have a moment in time already predetermined that it will be too late. Help us to just be effective. Help us to um, just reach as many as we can. I know that if you uh, truly, you would prefer everyone to be in heaven. But you gave us choice. And that's a freedom you're not going to take away. Because we have that freedom to choose. Again, help us to reach more people that they may choose you. In Jesus' name, amen.